crew members, what it be? What's going on, everybody? Hi, again. Another Saturday. No, what's up, everybody? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so since it's the beginning of the year, we wanted to go ahead and give everybody the games that we will be seeing throughout this year. You mean we hope we're going to see. Look, a lot of this stuff, we don't have actual dates, release dates on them. So, uh, yeah, so Anthony's right. A lot of it is... Um, Everything's tentative. Right, so hopefully we'll see. I yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we're not going to be giving every single game that's going to be coming out this year because that would be a long time and a lot yeah, of... That's extensive, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want this to be a three-parter. So I, I think everybody prioritized... Prioritized. Oof. What the hell are you so saying? So the word he's looking Pri- for is prioritized. Yes, prioritized what we feel is going to be, you know, the biggest, most high-profile games coming out this year. That's what we're going to roll with, right? Yeah, yeah. sounds good. Who, who wants to go first? I oh. think Anthony said he would like to uh, take the reins. I will go first. I will okay. go first. Um, <clears throat> so I have the games that I figured that were going to be. Well, first, let me let me start off. I have PlayStation. I'll be doing the uh, PlayStation portion of it, um, and I have a little list of. What I think are going to be the bangers for PlayStation that will be releasing in 2021. Um, each little game that I go over is going to have a breakdown of, you know, the game and stuff like that. And if I have a re- release date, you'll hear about it. Um, yeah, so let's get it started. Uh, I'm do. actually going to I'm gonna start off with Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> yes. Um, like, I cannot wait to get my PS5. That's one of the main games hey, wait, that Andy, I want to get. Did you tell Wes? Yeah, but I didn't get to tell everybody here though. Okay, well, why don't we save it for the thing. news? But yeah, you know that's the that's the first order of business. All right, then back to uh, <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West continues the story of Aloy, a young huntress of the Nora tribe, sent on a quest to the arcane frontier known as the Forbidden West to find the source of a mysterious plague that kills all it infects. On her journey across these uncharted lands, Aloy encounters hostile regions ravaged by massive storms and occupied by dangerous enemies and deadly machines. She also discovers a vast array of environments and ecosystems, including lush valleys, dry deserts, snowy mountains, tropical beaches, and ruined cities. Oh boy, I drew that one. Oh, I think, I, think the, I think the word he's looking for is cities. Yes, thank cities, you. Cities, yes. It is. Uh, both above and below water. Jesus. Uh, so, The Forbidden West is a third-person action role-playing game. Uh, players control Aloy, a huntress in a world populated by dangerous machines, set in an open world located in post-apocalyptic... Andy, what's the word I'm looking for? I think it's apocalyptic. Yeah, we're going to go with that one. Post-apocalyptic California, Utah, and Nevada. Uh, did, you just put an, did you just put an L on the end of Utah? Oh, God. Oh, hell. I didn't. <laughs> Yo, we up in Squeak City here, dog. Oh, man, that uh, was a great oh, one. The game, City, will, the game will explore the mysterious frontier known as the Forbidden West. The map will be larger than the previous game, filled with secrets that lie beneath ruins from the world of the Old Ones. Uh, the game will feature a multitude of iconic locations, including a ruined San Francisco and the Yosemite Valley. Valley! Oh, my <laughs> God! Anyway, what's up, Wes? Yeah, so uh, one of the big things with the trailer for this game was that not only did you see like the mechanical life that we're used to with the game, yeah, you know what I'm saying, like the turtles, the alligators, all that type of stuff, but you also saw organic life, yes, which was something that was you know, was something that was really different as opposed to what the um what the first you I mean what the first game was, yes, 
yeah, one of the main additions to the sequel is the element of underwater exploration. Players that looks be, so cool. Yes, players will be able to uncover mystery. Mist. Oh my God. <laughs> mystery. Mysteries beneath the surface of seas, lakes, and rivers. Uh, Forbidden West is a sequel to 2017's Horizon Zero Dawn. It is being developed by Guerrilla Games and will be pu published by uh, SIE, which is Sony Interactive Entertainment. So if you hear me say SIE, uh, that's that's what that means. Um, Ashley Birch and Lance Reddick uh, reprised their roles as Aloy and uh, Silence. Nice. Yep. Uh, the game was announced during Sony's PlayStation 5 reveal event uh, in June of 2020 and is expected to release in 2021. Now, I don't have an actual release date for it yet. Um, yes. Uh, just a quick thing. So for anybody else who knows uh, Aloy, I mean, the voice actress, she is also in uh, Borderlands. She's Tiny Tina. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, she, has, she, she plays many, many roles within the, uh, within the gaming community. The PlayStation 5 version of the game will take advantage of the console's increased processing power, custom solid-state drive storage, and Tempest Engine and DualSense controller to support the features such as advanced haptic feedback. So I know we talked <sighs> a little bit. Yeah, I know we talked a little bit earlier when we were talking about certain games that we're going to be releasing, whether they would actually have the ability uh, built into the game for the haptic feedback and stuff like that. Uh, it seems like so on this list. It seems like most of the games, or a the handful of the games will have that uh, the haptic feedback um, just in the game. Just think about it: drawing back the bow and oh, feeling feeling absolutely. the strain so of the good. string absolutely. for the bow. Oh my god! I um, you got me so excited for that. Along with the haptic feedback, the uh, 3D spatial audio audio and reduced loading times. Uh, the game will also feature an updated version of the Decima engine. Um, fun little fact with. Um, uh, Horizon, a comic book series set after the events of the first game, was published by Titan Comics on the 5th of August in 2020. Huh. Uh, so that's the information that I have so far right now on Horizon Forbidden West. Um, that's one? definitely one of the big ones that PlayStation's expecting for this year. Correct. Uh, I will go into this. I don't have a lot on this, so I'll touch this really quick. This is God of War Ragnarok. Yes! Um, technically, it's actually not called God of War Ragnarok just yet. Uh, it's actually still considered untitled. It's God of War 2, but it will more than likely be called God of War Ragnarok. Um, if if you do a little more research, there's a lot of stuff that kind of hints towards that title. Um, there, was a, there was a special ending at the end of God of War um, that talked about it a little bit. And, and wasn't it also the Game Awards had, Game Awards, uh, yep. had, had, had the trailer at the end where yes. all it said was Ragnarok? And on top of that, there was also the um, the the skin. What what are they called for the PlayStation Five? What do you mean? Like the background and all that other kind of stuff that you get. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, like oh, wall, like wallpapers. Thank yeah. you. It was like it was like a it was a special edition like wallpaper that on the side, um, broken down in the Norse text, it said Ragnarok. Uh, so this is kind of the way that the game's going. It's called God of War Ragnarok. Um, it's an action-adventure game currently in development by Santa Monica Studios. Um, it will be published by SIE. It is scheduled to be released sometime in 2021. It looked like it was releasing more to the third and fourth quarter, so it'll be at the back end, closer probably towards, like, you know, Thanksgiving, December, you know, Christmas area. Holiday. Holiday area, correct. Yeah, I don't know why I just said fucking... That's fine. Anyway. Um... It's the ninth installment of the God of War series, the ninth chronolog 
chronologically, uh, and it is the sequel to 2018's uh, God of War. The game is expected to initiate Ragnarok, a series of events that bring about the end of days and depicts the deaths of the Norris gods. Yeah, uh, I am. I'm pretty sure I am like right at the end of uh, you, God of War. You probably are. Yeah, I haven't. I, I haven't played it in a while. I need to get back. Yeah, but, that's like a. That's like because, dude, thing. I, I dove back into it and I dove fucking deep into that shit. And then like, oh, such a good game. Um, it's but fantastic. That's, that's pretty much all I've got for for Ragnarok. It's going to be releasing sometime in the back half of, uh, 2021. Uh, Wes West has, West has fallen into that thing where he doesn't where he plays so many games at once that he doesn't finish one. Uh, that sounds like you and me as well. Well, no, I've, I stopped that with, you know, once I got to Last of Us Part 2, yeah. I made sure that so, I... And you do I have, Miles Morales. I have, and then, I mean, like, like certain games really grab me. I mean, like, and we'll, we'll talk about that with what are we playing. But, yeah, I mean, certain games grab me to where that, like, I can't help but to continue playing it. God of War did that for me for a good stretch of time. Yeah, so what the fuck happened then? Uh, I got, in, I got my uh, Series X, actually. Oh, oh shit! Okay. Well, that doesn't, so, <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't that shouldn't deviate from the plan of God of War. Fuck but it, it but look, I have no excuses. I I I only tell you what's real. Okay. All right, that's fair. Uh, I will go into another one that I know all three of us are super excited about. Andy, can you take a guess? It is another banger that is going to be PS5 exclusive, obviously. Oh shit! You had we talked about Ragnarok. You talked about Horizon. Shit. Oh my word! You just broke his brain. Yeah, you did. It's, it's good to sometimes because he's usually <laughs> with it. This is this is a great thing because that means that I'm going to be stupid excited. excited. All right. So the next game that I'm going to talk about is Ratchet and Clank Rift. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. You will have the ability uh, to traverse across worlds and multiple realities to stop a villainous emperor and uh, sorry from exploiting uh, cat- catastrophic dimensional. Uh, where am I? I just lost myself. Catastrophic <laughs> dimensional collapse caused by Ma. Uh, yeah, a device that <laughs> is basically set to exterminate all life, all organic life in all universes. So the real cool thing that we I saw, lost, like all, I was reading. <laughs> he said, "So it's about, uh, yeah, I, I, yo, I was yeah. reading, and then I thought about something that had to do with the game, and then I lost my place, and then I fucking lost it again. I was like, you know what? I'm just, yep, I'm gonna straight." From the cuff. So nice. one of the real cool things about uh, Ratchet and Clank, I mean, at least from all the trailers we saw, was that when you go into that green dimensional rift area, that's actually the load screen. You know yeah. what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, so it shows Ready? how quick the load times are on. You know what I mean on these systems. So you ready? ready for this? This will, be the f- this will be the first game in the series to introduce the concept of real-time near instantaneous travel between different areas. Yes. that That's the load screen, by the way. Uh, planets and other worlds within gameplay scenes via a system interdimensional portals. Uh, in order for the player to utilize this feature, a new mechanic dubbed the Rift Tether is introduced in Ratchet's arsenal that pulls him from one side of the portal to another, facilitating the travel functionality with great ease. Uh, yeah, we saw that within the gameplay trailers that we've seen for this game so far. Yep. This game... Oh, boy, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, boy, almost messed up my all my notes. Uh, this game <laughs> will take advantage of the PlayStation 5's DualSense controller, Tempest Engine, and dedicated ray tracing hardware to support advanced haptic feedback. There's another one. 3D spatial audio and real-time ray tracing effects, enhancing the player immersion experience. So. Sick. That's another I'm, exciting one. I'm pretty sure you were deployed when we first, when Andy and I first still uh, saw 
the trailer. You mean well, the, the gameplay trailer for yeah, this game? So yeah, I I was. Uh, I remember. However, Andy, I think re Andy sent me the video of it. Because he was like, Dude, you're never going to believe this. And then he sent me the video. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't believe this. I just had to change my underwear. Anyway. Yeah, it was fantastic seeing that. Yeah. Uh, the game will feature the return of planets explored in previous uh, entries alongside their alternate counterpart as well as new ones. With the increased processing power inclusion of a custom solid-state drive storage in the PlayStation 5, the game will feature a greater variety of enemies, visual effects, and objects within gameplay scenes. Uh, furthermore, the evolutionary enhancements in the game design aim to significantly reduce load times when jumping between worlds, allowing for a seamless gaming experience for the player. Um, that's all I got. Uh, again, no release date. Again, it's... It's slated to release sometime in 2020. All this stuff is subject to change. Yeah, it's it's all tentative at this time. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is I guarantee you most of the bangers you're going to see either in the mid... This is just my opinion, but it seems to trend this way, that those bigger games you're going to see in the middle of the year or during the holiday season because that's when you're going to sell the most. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I could be wrong, though, because nowadays you have the, the cloud-based systems with Xbox and stuff like that. So, again, that could always change. Uh, that is true. Here we go. We have another one. This is Gran Turismo 7. Ooh. There you yeah. go. An PlayStation's answer to Forza. Yeah. Um, and what an answer it is. Yeah. yeah it's it's going to. Yeah, but this one's going to be a little bit different. Uh, so the game's main menu. Uh, I actually never played Gran Turismo 4, so let me, let me just get that out there now. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I never played it. So good. Um, I have played some of the other ones, some of the newer ones after that. Uh, so this, some of the people that listen may have played this game and they might get excited about this. Uh, but this was just part of the notes that I found. Uh, but really quick, the, the game's main menu was revealed to be similar to that of the game style in Gran Turismo 4. I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to lie to you, I don't know what that means. But if it, if it excites you, hell yeah, I'm excited for you. Um, this will be the first game uh, in the series... Uh, since Gran Turismo 6 to mark the return of the GT simulation mode encompassing the long established and definitive single player campaign feature which is awesome I'm excited about that other classic features were shown such as the return of the tra traditional racing tracks and vehicles special events championships driving school uh, tuning parts shop used car dealerships GT auto while still retaining the new GT sport mode uh, brand central and discover that were introduced in Gran Turismo Sport the game will take advantage of PlayStation 5's DualSense controller, Tempest Engine, and dedicated ray tracing hardware to support the advanced haptic feedback, 3D spatial audio, and real-time ray tracing effects, enhancing the player immersion's experience. I am so excited because a lot of these games are going the way that we talked about with the haptic feedback and all that other kind of stuff. So this, I mean, is, it's, this, this is a good I mean, way forward. Yeah, I mean, it's what you expect from PlayStation with one of the biggest sellers for that system was you know what I'm saying that controller so exactly. and and I mean and everything that controller can do so obviously I mean when it comes down to I mean certain games it makes sense to go ahead and really accentuate and and the thing is is to to touch off of that really quick the what I'd like to see and what I'm really you know what no I'll talk about it now because it has to do with the PlayStation I'm really excited to see and hope to God that the way indie companies are going that they take advantage of this as well you know what i'm saying yeah um and you know that that's going to be one of those things we might see in the future 
Um, really quick, back to the article. With the increased processing power and inclusion of a custom solid-state drive, the storage in the PC in the PlayStation 5, the game... Oh, I can't believe I said PC. I'm so sorry, Andy. In the PlayStation 5, the game will feature reducing load times and run out 4K resolution and 60 FPS with support for high dynamic range. Gran Turismo 7 was revealed at Sony's PlayStation 5 Reveal Storm... Uh, reveal Stream. Storm. It was a storm, too. Reveal Stream <laughs> on 11 June 2020. The game is being developed by... Polyphony Digital. I think I said that right. And published by SIE for the PlayStation 5. It is scheduled to be released again sometime in 2021. Boy, my mouth (coughs) is dry. I need some water. (laughs) That was some good work right there, man. Oh, I got one more. I'm not done yet. He's got another one, but I was only four. Shit, let's go. Let's Uh, go. I looked into this. I expect to play this game. It looks good. I don't know if it's going to be a banger per se, but for me, it looks great. It sounds good. Uh, Let's just get into it. It's called Returnal. Uh, It's actually a third-person shooter featuring roguelike elements set in a futuristic science fiction setting. The player controls Selene, a space pilot equipped with a suit and armed with high-tech weapons, who is stranded on an alien planet and stuck in a time loop. Now, after every death, the pilot is resurrected following a pattern of traversing across a foreign environment, foreign, Jesus Christ, environment, environment thank you, and combating extra, extra, ter- I can't say like E-words today. <laughs> Let me get my, my with all wet. Extraterrestrial <laughs> entities with growing visions, Jesus Christ, in every changing world. I am sorry. It's, my, it's my all right. Mouth it's all good. Like, it's all right, brother. Ah, the game. Oh, go away. Do the, you game best. Will, the game will take advantage of PlayStation 5 DualSense controller and Tempest Engine to support the advanced haptic feedback, 3D spatial audio, enhancing the player immersion experience. It feels like every single one of these games that I listed is going through uh, the right steps to make sure the game is as um, good as possible. Use it, yeah, using the haptic feedback and all that. Uh, they all sound about the same at the back half of the article. Uh, with the increased processing power and inclusion of custom solid-state drive storage in the PlayStation 5, the game will feature reduced loading times, a wide variety of enemies, visual effects, and objects within the game scenes. Uh, Returnal was revealed at Sony's PlayStation 5 stream on 11 June 2020. The game will be exclusively developed for the PlayStation 5 and is expected to be released on... I have a release date! Oh, shit. Let's go! March 19th, nice. 2021. A few months uh, out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that That is everything that I have for my games uh, that I am excited to see. In now, I will say that one game for that that is at least for the first like six months or so that's, that is a PS exclusive that I'm waiting to see is Deathloop. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. We. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, yeah, that was one that, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one that looked really cool. And um, to my knowledge, I believe that it's it's either a six month or a one year exclusive for PlayStation before it comes out to other systems, because that was one of the that. I mean, that's one of the, that's that's under the um, Bethesda um, umbrella. Yes. You know I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like I believe that was the only game that was under the Bethesda umbrella that that is still staying as an exclusive for a certain amount of time before it actually goes out to everybody else. Because obviously Bethesda is now owned by Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so am I so, going? You going? What are we doing? Uh, I mean, I can go. Rochambeau, Rochambeau, Rochambeau. <laughs> no need for Rochambeau. Oh. So, um, I will go through not only exclusives, but um, I'll also you know I mean games that are coming out for multi for um other consoles as well yeah thank but God. i mean i, I can the same list and i'm not just 
I'll just agree with you and be like, yeah, uh-huh. Yep, seen it. Yeah, so uh, I guess the first one I'll, I'll break down is the one that's going to be coming out the soonest. And it's going to be coming out on January 28th of this year, and it's called The Medium. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Well, you can come over here and play it. I'm, I sure, I sure shit ain't going to stop you. <laughs> so, uh, The Medium is a psychological horror game that is played in third person, and you play as Mary Ann, a medium who can travel between the spirit realm and the human realm. I, uh, I rewatched uh, some, I mean, some gameplay uh, yesterday with this game, and you can actually, um, you can actually be predominantly in one realm than the other, depending on, uh, de- I mean, depending on certain things that are happening within the game. So the game, so the, so the gameplay that I watched, like there was a wall that was, uh, I mean, that was in your way in the physical realm, but in the spiritual realm, she can go back in time. And actually go ahead and walk through an opening I mean, because, I mean, because that wall is supposed to be just a, a faux wall. When she walked through it in the spirit realm, she was able to um, absorb energy and then use that energy to power in the physical realm, opening that door. Oh, hmm. uh, dude, this, because for the most part, you're playing on a dual screen, which makes it really trippy to go ahead and I mean because you got to figure out which I mean which one to look at to go ahead and figure out which way you can go ahead and actually walk through certain things the game looks really wild so um yeah so that game like I said is going to be coming out uh December December, January 28th of this year um next one I want to talk about is a game that is going to be um the initial release date is just says 2021 I have no other information on it but I believe that I heard that this was supposed to be like a January, or not, like, like like February or March um, release. And this is Far Cry 6. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So uh, this game is an action-adventure action first-person shooter. And um, it, yeah, I mean, it, one of the neat things about the Far Cry series is that there is no real chronological order. You know what I mean? You mean like, like, like time basically means nothing for these games. Yeah, you, you can jump in whenever you want. Yeah. It's and beautiful. then... Yeah, there, I mean, there is no, um, there is no, like, cons- you know, uh, God, I really can't think consistency? right now. Consistency? Is that what you were going to say? Well, no, I'm, I'm, well, no, I'm, t- I was going to say consistency, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more of, like, uh. There's no link between the games? Yes. I yeah, know, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know what, I, I, I gotta say this really quick. That's, that's something that Far Cry, the Far Cry series, Ubisoft has done so well with that game series. Yes, they have. You know yeah. what I mean? It, you could, because at any one point in time, you could jump in, play the newest one, and you'd be like, "Shit, there's others. Let me go back and see how good they were." And you can go back and play all of them if you want. Yeah, because like, you know I mean, two has nothing to do with primal. Primal has nothing to do with five. Exactly. Five is going to have nothing to do with six. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just it. You can literally just pick up one of the games, and you're like, "All right, let's just run through it." Now, one of the cool things about this game is that you have um, El Presidente. Hey, Wes. Yeah. He said, "Fuck you, Andy. You, I don't care. You raised your hand." Oh, I'm sorry. Here I didn't ra- see that. My bad. Dang, bro. It's like that. Well, no, no I, was I, w- s- I wasn't in that screen. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. I was gonna say that it is nice, like you said, having Far Cry games like that that don't follow one another. Because as much as you know, I love games that have a deep story and they do follow one another. It gets tough sometimes when you have all these games come out. And you're like, damn, like I want to play this game, but there's like three before it that I got to play first, and I'm already yeah. playing all this other stuff. So it is nice to have a franchise like Far Cry that puts out great games, but ones that you don't need to play ones before it to get some long backstory. Like they're so good at creating fresh new stories every time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and that's one of the real great things about them. So um, you have, 
I'm probably going to fuck his name up. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo, yeah. Yeah. You got it. Uh, you know I mean, which is, you know I mean, everybody knows him from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. You know what I mean? Like, you know I mean, he's, you know, he plays El Presidente and he's a fascist dictator. And, uh, like, in the, the only thing we have for this game is watching a cinematic trailer of his son and he hands his son a grenade to go ahead and then he pulls the pin on the grenade. But the, you know, the son's still holding, you know, what I mean, you know, the rest of the grenade. So he's walking like up steps and going out to this like riot situation that's going out, you know, what I mean, out, you know, it's going on outside of the uh, outside of their embassy or, you know, what I mean, their version of a White House or whatever you want to call it. Now, do you want to talk about the rumor about was this his son, that, which, which was the one could... that, with the one that I told you guys a few weeks ago? Yeah, which could technically be the first time that they actually do have a, a link to a previous game. Yes, so yeah, the sun. Really cool. So it the sun be. has a particular scar in a particular area that would go ahead and lean people to believe that there actually is a link between Far Cry Six and Far Cry Two or Three. Three, I thought three. I Was believe. it Three that had the guy? Give me, give me kind of know Voss. Yes, Voss. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so the sun could easily be. Um, you mean the main uh, antagonist in, in 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 Far Cry Three? And they know, and Ubisoft knows that people are talking about this, and they have not come out and said either way whether people are right or wrong. So it's like they're yeah. just letting people chew on it for a while. Yeah, because you know, I mean, because he has a scar above his right. Was his right? It's I a, believe. I believe. You mean you mean you mean you mean, in, you mean within like uh, his eyebrow on yes. on his right side, which is like Andy said was the first time ever when it comes down to the Far Cry series that they're actually bringing a link from one game to the other. Potentially. Potent Potentially. Yes. Allegedly. So the, the scar is above his left eye and it left goes eye. his okay. eye all the way back to like the middle of his uh, his skull. Oh, okay. But um, they have the fun funny thing is they have yeah, they're different because the scar is above the right kid's eye and the Voss oh, is it? does not oh. the Voss does not have that scar above his right eye. It is above his left eye that goes all the way back. So that kind of nixes that. Theory disproved. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Already. How, however, that is awesome. That who, who who knows? Maybe you got another scar. I don't fucking know. <laughs> and the other one grew in somehow. I don't. It's you. Yeah, sure, we'll figure it out. Sure. sure. Continue. I, I love that. Just, Sorry, just, who knows? You never know. Um. All right. So. Happen. Uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. He lives an unsavory lifestyle. He can yeah. get another score. Yeah, right. Things have happened. Yeah, so we don't have an actual release date on that. Last I saw, you know I mean, and this was in like the middle of 2020, like towards the end, like maybe like towards like end of quarter three of 2020. You know what I mean? They were talking about the game coming out in end of February, beginning of March. So uh, we'll see what happens. Now, do we know if this is going to be co-op like the last one was? We know almost nothing about this game. Okay. That there, would be cool. Because that really was a cool element that they introduced in the last five. Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, there really isn't that much information on this game, and I mean, we have no gameplay. We have, I mean, we almost have no real bio of the game. So, I'm I'm real excited about what we what we will see. You know what I mean coming up. Yeah, the only the only thing that makes it different that I've heard about that I believe they confirmed is that this one takes place in a city, rather than like the rural like yes. jungle areas that you're used to. Yeah, so yeah, that'll be yeah, a this different. Is all, yeah, a lot of this is like guerrilla warfare type stuff. Straight urban, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Yeah, 
All right, so the next game that I have to talk about is uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Yes, bro. I'm excited for So this. much fun, it looks like. Yes, yeah, so uh, this game is a first-person perspective that does alternate the third person uh, within certain aspects, and um, it is the sequel to the Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines that came out in 2004. Uh, we don't have any actual release date on this, only 2021. I mean, it's going to be coming out for um, all systems except for the Switch, it looks like. And, uh, yeah, dude, the trailer that we saw for the game looked insane. You know I, mean? I mean, you have, like, these, like, blood dens that all the vampires are kind of, like, dancing around. It looked very Blade. We we heard, we heard Donka Shane for two seconds and saw that dude dancing by the Christmas tree, and we were already hooked. <laughs> Look, man, yo, when I like, I mean, I said this. I before. thought it was some Batman Arkham stuff. So did I. I thought it was like the that Joker. That was some very Joker type shit. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, very new age Joker with cutting off the face and like kind of stitching it back on. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's you know, that's definitely what it looked like. But this game isn't anything like that. You know what I mean? So you can. Um... All right. So let's see here. Uh, before the game begins, uh, you can create a vampire and then select a background um, to where they're. To whether you were a human or a, um, oh no, just a, all right, so the human, and then you can select a career, whether criminal, coroner, police officer, you know, stuff like that, to go ahead and kind of just go through. And you also select your blood type or body, no, body type? Oh, body type. If it was blood type, that would actually be kind of badass. That just dives a little <laughs> extra into it, wouldn't it? Super in depth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so this game takes place in uh, 21st century Seattle. You know what I mean? During the holiday season, um, you have vampires, werewolves, demons. You know I mean all all sorts of dif different creatures. You know what I mean? That you mean all the stuff that goes bump in the night. Straight up Twilight, but like all Voltori. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Basically, Twilight without the fucking sparkles, man. I'm. Yeah, I mean they go real. Mm -hmm. They go fucking real. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, like I said, this game is planned on release for 2021. It will be out for all next-gen and current-gen models, except for the Switch. So, the next game that I want to talk about is actually one that everybody has been talking about. It already got delayed once, and we're looking at a release in late 2021, and it is Halo Infinite. Let's go. So, this game takes place after Halo 3. And uh, you find Master Chief just floating out in the ether, you know, out in space. And then you know, he gets picked up, brought back to life. He doesn't have Cortana. And um, he wants to go ahead and you know, they, you know, they go back to the Halo, go back down. And he's trying, to, you know, he's trying to go ahead and just go through and just kill all the baddies he can. Uh, this is supposed to be, quote unquote, the greatest adventure yet to save humanity, which is just what they say. I, I'm pretty sure they say that almost every fucking time. Honestly, I, have no I think idea. you're. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, but I mean, you have to deal with uh, the Banished, which is a violent mercenary group that is splintered off from the former Covenant Alliance that everybody knew about in Halo Wars Two. Um, I remember when we first saw the trailer for this game, and it looked underwhelming. It uh, it looked unfinished, and it. Like the textures looked a little off. Aside from like we we noted that the the vehicles looked pretty good. The vehicles looked but good, but outside but outside yeah. of that, it, it looked very unfinished and just like like way off in the distance. Looked you know, it looked fairly detailed, but you, you I mean when it came down to actually battling you know what I mean the enemies, it looked like Halo Three. You know what I mean? You know I mean or, or maybe like Halo Five? You know I mean there wasn't much left on it. 
So, um, yeah, that game is going to be coming out, looks like, late 2021. It is. It was supposed to come out on release of the Series X on November 10th, but it was nowhere near done. And, no. um, I mean, look, they, I mean, 343 apologized. They went ahead and said that, you I mean, they wanted to put a game out that would, you I mean, that would actually use all of, all of the Series X and, you I mean, everything it's about, which we've talked about on this podcast before. We have no issue with anything, you I mean, like that. No. And learn with some of the previous releases that we have seen recently. Yes. As yes. to what can happen if you rush a game just because people want it out. Well, yes. I'm not going to say it. Uh, do I have to be the one that has to say it? I mean, oh, I'll say it. it's 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 multiple. It's it's cyber. We saw it with Fallout. We've now seen it with Cyberpunk. And Cyberpunk, yep. we were, we thought was going to be great because it sounded like they didn't want to rush it because they they said they said all the right things that we want to put out a product that we're happy with. Yep. And then they didn't anyway. Well, I so, mean, they said that in the beginning, and then they also said they wouldn't do anything with Crunch, and then yada yada yada. But then they rushed the product. They did Crunch, and then you end up getting a shit product. Yes. We've already Take talked about before, your time. We will give you guys a Crunch episode because I feel like it's actually a fascinating thing to go yeah. ahead and actually talk about. Absolutely. I mean, especially within the gaming community. So, yeah, this game is going to be coming out, uh, looks like, late 2021. Next game that I'm going to talk about is another one that Andy is very excited for, and I'm also excited for, and this one is called Everwild. Oh, but your boy's not oh, excited for it. Anthony's excited for that, too. That's the one Next where it was, like, the four people and, like, the holographic deer it looked like, or, like, the spirit deer. Right. Whatever. Number one, I didn't know Anthony right. was. Ex- I, mean, I mean, look, I've I've only really talked about Everwild with Andy, not necessarily Anthony as well. So we all watched, I know oh, the we watched together, the trailer together, bro. In the oh yeah, we did. Studio, yeah, we did and I damn near creamed my pants because I was excited. What well, I mean, I, I I didn't look at what you were doing with your pants, honestly. So I mean, I'm yeah, that's fair. That'd be awkward. <laughs> all right, so Everwild is a new game from Rare, which is a studio that we know well. Um, Ooh, they yeah, yeah, dude. They they caught. Were they the ones that did? They didn't do Rage, did they? Um. I believe they did. I'm going all the way back to Donkey Kong. <laughs> Don- I'll, I'll, oh, they did Donkey you keep Kong? Talking. You, you, you keep talking. Okay. Is Rare the same as Rareware? Did they just shorten their name? No idea. Uh, I'm Damn, I'm all sorts of fucked up. I'm trying to type it in, but I can't fucking do it at the same time. I'm trying to do this shit, so fuck it. Yeah, that's, no, it's Rare. Yeah, Rare, Rare did Donkey Kong. Okay. Yeah, so um, Everwild they is... They also did GoldenEye 007. Ah, which... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Wes. No, 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 that's fine, which was, we talked about on last episode, one of the greatest first-person shooter games of all time. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> just hearing the excitement from you guys just makes it all worth it. Yes. Yeah, so, um, oh, yes, yeah, 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 so Rare created GoldenEye, Donkey Kong, uh, Banjo-Kazooie, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, they've made some bangers. They've, they've, they've got a, uh, they got a track record. Yeah, they do. Good stuff. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so this game takes place in you know, in a very foresty type area. It's very Breath of the Wild when it comes down to the cell shade cell shaded look, but it you mean it looks like it's it looks like it's more you know what I mean more cell shaded. You know I mean like colors look like they pop a little bit better. You know I mean you know I mean it's uh, especially like the blues and the yellows look a lot different in this. Yes. So um, this game is supposed to be coming out. You know I mean it, this was supposed to be another one that was supposed to be a console um, release. But obviously, we didn't have that because all that shit with, you know, fucking COVID. So, I mean, COVID can go fuck itself. Yep. All the way. 100%. But um, when it comes down to the game, uh, you have... So, Everwild is uh, it's a mystifying game. And, I mean, you deal with a lot of, like, spirits and that type of presence in the game. 
And uh, you have these four characters, you know what I mean? Like, within the trailer that we saw, I mean, they were trying to, like, bring a deer. Some, I mean, something crazy. It looked like Pokemon-type deer. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, fucking back to life. And then when it came back to life, the whole, like, that, I mean, that motherfucker, like, went spirit world on him. You know what I mean? Came out of the fucking sky and shit. Like, it, the trailer on the game looked fucking amazing. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, everything I have on this looks like a release date of 2021, but no, I have no other information but that. Nothing concrete. Nah, nothing concrete at all. And once again, unfortunately, but I mean, we expected that, especially with you I mean these these companies trying to, you I mean they're trying to, you I mean do the best they can within the you I mean within the guidelines they have with you I mean keeping COVID and social distancing, everybody working from home. I, I've said before, I guarantee you, they don't have the same computers at home they do in the building. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You I mean the developers work, so just take the computer home. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe is right. Maybe. Problem solved. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a problem solver. Yeah. Well, not as much as Andy, but. No, he's a, he's a forward thinker. There's yeah. a difference. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, he did say problem solver at the beginning of that, though. Lies. <laughs> this is also the same man who got spritzed with water like a cat. <laughs> hey, leave me alone. Got a pregnant wife. So the next game I want to talk about is a game that was created by one person. That looks Ooh, I know absolutely where this is going. fucking oh, incredible. Yeah. There are so many weird things within this game. I love how they you mean put everything together. It is bright memory infinite. Yo, if I'm this person that created this game, I'm nutting up on every game studio that puts out an inferior product to mine. Yes. It's like yo, how many people y'all have and how much time y'all have? Yeah, I did this by myself. Yeah, so uh, Bright Memory Infinite good. is set in a sprawling futuristic metropolis in the year twenty thirty six. Not that far away from now. Um, a strange phenomenon for which scientists can uh, can find no explanation has occurred in the skies around the world. The Supernatural Science Organization, a research organization, or SRO, has sent agents out to various regions to investigate the phenomenon. It is soon discovered that these strange occurrences are connected to an uh, archaic mystery. So, I mean, so that's how you dive into the game. When we saw this game, I mean, you were fighting samurais. You had a shotgun. You mean you were supposed to say you're fighting samurais with guns? Yes, I mean there was some like uh, like DeLorean looking car that you jump into. Yeah, I mean it. The games it, it's it seemed very Ready Player One. You know, they what I mean? had, there were so many different elements. You had like a grappling hook to pull things around. It looked like you were able to like slow time. Yeah, or, or whatever. Like there's so much going on. Yeah, so this game, um, the initial release date was supposed to be uh, a few days from now, January 12th. Well, no, January 12th, 2019, but sorry, I fucked that up. But all that got changed. Uh, yeah, so like I said before with this game, it is it was created by one person, which is so fucking impressive when you go ahead and look at what that trailer showed. And there have been multiple trailers now for this game. Even if that was just, you know, one of those... Like, you know, like they have the VR experiences, like a gaming experience that maybe only lasted an hour. That'd still be impressive. Yeah. Oh, my God. With yeah. how it looked. Oh, yeah. Like that, uh, like, you know, like Batman, the, the, the fucking yeah. Arkham thing that I did in VR. Yeah. yeah. Which probably needed a whole team to make. Oh, you know it <laughs> so, did. yeah. All right. So the next one I have is called Chorus. This yep. was, all right. Yep. So this game had a, this is another one we saw during one of the, um, one of the Microsoft events. And uh, you take control of Nara on a quest to destroy a dark cult that created her. Nara is a sentient um, space jet. 
essentially. You know what I mean? You go. I'm, it, the thing is fucking insane. Uh, in the trailer that we watched, you saw like this, you mean you mean the pilot you mean that you play as. Um, you mean walking up to this plane, and then the plane kind of like just floats towards her, and she I mean she puts her hand on, it and you see you I mean you see this real connection. Um, in the trailer. So uh, let's see here. You unlock devastating weapons and mind-bending abilities in an evolution uh, of the space combat shooter, along with Forsaken, her sentient. Oh, Forsaken is the starfighter. Okay, so the woman you play as is Nara. All right, my apologies. Um, you explore ancient temples, engage in zero G combat, and you venture beyond the waking reality. So this game is uh, developed by Deep uh, Deep Silver, Deep Silver Fish Labs. Um, and that's also the same people who publish it. The game is coming out at uh, some point this year. I do not have a release date on it. But, yeah, man, this game was one of those that it didn't really show much gameplay. I mean, it showed a little bit of, like, uh, dogfighting, you know what I mean, in space. But other than that, you really didn't get much. But it does really, really look cool. I will say that. And one of the, la the last game I'm going to talk about is one that we got, like, a 15-minute um tra gameplay trailer on to where you break the gun in half in order to load it back up again it looked real fucking creepy and really weird uh it is called scorn yeah that was that was some weird looking shit yeah but it looks good see like it's such an interesting and and crazy idea I'm telling you right now, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. And it's yo, you are so dark. <laughs> I was about by to the say, way. I was about to say, time you are out. so. Yo, Anthony, this is, he looks you look <laughs> he drunk. looks like a villain in a cartoon, like when they don't want to be seen. I'm just yo, in the shadow. Yo, it's, yo it's have due, you watched due to the window behind me? Have you watched like a you mean like Gang Wars on like History Channel? You mean, yeah, you, you, I'm that you, guy. Yeah, he, oh, he, he looks like the guy. You mean that they fuck the voice up so that way they don't know who it is. <laughs> That's what Anthony looks yeah. like right now. <laughs> this, this is a great podcast. You don't know who this is. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I just look at him and like this I is, feel like like I like I just feel like you're going after Inspector. You Jack. actually almost sound like Mitch McConnell. Yeah, oh, yeah. God, shoot me in the face when I come over, <laughs> Wesley. <laughs> Fuck. All right, continue. Score anyway. So, Scorn is an atmospheric first-person horror adventure game that is set in a, a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. So, it looks very techno organic would be the best way to explain it um when i first saw it i thought it was something out of like the alien universe like the movie yes 100 percent uh you have guns that you can use and the weird thing about the guns is that after you use all the well I, I'll, I'll use bullets in a very very um loose term when you reload you quite literally break this thing apart i mean you hear like the bone cracking break in it and then you refill these little like orbs into it and then i mean those are your ammunition we, uh, IGN, I believe, had a 14 or 15 minute gameplay trailer of this, and it looked. See, they 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 call it horror, and I expect it. I mean, I expect some jump scare type moments with this game, but this game truly looks like something that that even I would fuck with. Like, it looks fucking insane. This game looks wild as shit, and it is just so. Like, it it, it it looks like you're in a, like I said, techno organic like body. You know what I mean? You mean like you mean you're yes. like, you mean yeah, like yeah. you're walking through like you know what I mean the veins and the capillaries of you know I mean of some type of organism. So yeah, that's you know I mean that game is coming out uh some point in 2021, and that is everything that I have on my Xbox games. Um, another one I do want to go ahead and just throw in as a quick honorary mention was Resident Evil Village. 
some bitch. How's that just an honorable mention? Because that's more because you than me. Not a lot of that, and yeah, there's not right. a ton of information out on it. I yet. mean, look, a lot of the yeah, shit yeah. I talked about doesn't have doesn't have a lot of information. But um, yeah, so Resident Evil Village is Resident Evil Eight in a and. Uh, you arrive sometime in 2021 in this village, and uh, this takes place a few years after the events of Seven, and you will follow Ethan and Maya, and you go ahead, you deal with, uh, you meet Chris Redfield again, and, I mean, you huh, you also deal with werewolves, just to go ahead and just top it off, all sorts of fucking weird shit. Yes. Yeah, you do see that in the trailer. Yeah, I mean... I mean, like, I mean, I mean, there are also other games like Call of the Sea is another one that could be an honorable mention. Second Extinction, which is like that game fucking game where you shoot dinosaurs, that one is an yeah. easy honorable mention because that game just looks fucking sick. Uh, the Ascent was another one that looked like a uh, Diablo three post apocalyptic, yeah, you know we I mean? were like cyberpunk type world. Uh, Dying Light two is another one. I mean, obviously Forza, you know, what I mean Stalker two, so State of Decay three. There are a lot of games that are coming out. I mean, especially that are exclusive to Xbox. I just went with the games that I I like more, or mm-hmm. give me or games that maybe you guys would like more. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's the best I got. So, Andy, you are the one that had Nintendo Switch. So I'm excited because we don't get to talk about it a lot. Yeah. So why don't you tell us what you got? Okay. So first, what I have is: Did any of you guys ever see Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? Yes. yes, I have. I love that. Okay, movie. Oh, you're well, about it's, the game. It's the, well, it's the 10th anniversary yeah. of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and so you have coming January 14, 2021, which should be by the time this releases, the first game you'll be able to get your hands on if you want. Is uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World the complete edition? Everyone's favorite soft boy hero is back and ready to battle Ramona Flowers' seven evil exes. Is the re-release of the 2010 arcade-style side-scroller game that will infe- that will feature all the original DLCs. So it's the complete edition. You'll get everything. It looks great. I, I watched. I watched videos on all these, so I can actually speak on like what they look like and everything. And it, it looks great. So you can pick that up again, January fourteenth, twenty twenty one. Oh, also, I should mention that you will be able to play as other characters. So that's that's, that's what's up. What's up, Wes? Yeah. So one of the great things about games like that, when you have those like uh, you have those like whatever anniversary editions, is you get all the content. Yes, you know what I mean, absolutely. You, know I mean? you get all the content for even less of a price than what a what a new game would cost, and that's just you I mean that's just just fucking incredible. I I love when you get that type of stuff. Now, coming January twenty sixth, you can get your hands on Cyber Shadow. It's the latest from Yacht Club Games. It's a retro. Listen, to this one. It is a retro cyborg ninja platformer action game that'll have you slashing synthetic life forms who have taken over the world. And looking at it, it. It looks very much like a Super Metroid game. It uh, it has like multiple levels that you you know ascend and descend through, and the combat style looks the same except for the fact that you're a ninja. So, it, but it has that nothing style. wrong with that, and it and it looks like you know it's basically like a side scroller you know slasher. What um, um, there was another game that came out recently, um, something Ghost Runner. You know what I mean? That uh, you mean you mean they had that um like. That you mean that cyber cyber futuristic you mean uh, look to it with uh, yeah. you, you mean with a sword and all that type yeah. of shit. Now, one of the games that y'all already know that I'm most excited for, and we talked about it a few times, coming February 11th is Little Nightmares 2. Yes. Yeah, so it is the sequel to the third person 3D suspense game. Seems only slightly terrifying. You play as Mono, a young boy <laughs> trapped in a nightmarish <laughs> world. 
Yeah, you, you play a young boy trapped in a nightmarish world plagued by the mysterious transmission of a tower in the distance. As you navigate the world to reach the tower, you'll travel through abandoned houses, deserted streets, and other scenes of horror. We've said before, it looks it, it has that very indie limbo feel. It's very dark, ominous. All of it is dark. It's not like... You know, it's it's not like Ori where you have like a lot of bright shit going on. It's very macabre, it seems, and, and stuff like that. So, but it looks great. Like something that's as dark as it is looks great. Yeah. So would that be more like uh like Limbo and those types of yes. games? Give me give me some more of that. Yeah, type Limbo of feel. inside. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so that's February 11th. So keep an eye out for that one because that should be really good. Uh, and then one day later, February 12th, you have Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Hmm. It's a new 3D Super Mario game, just what we need to soothe the soul. It's rolling out Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury as a part of the 35th anniversary celebration, which they they discussed, I think, a month or so ago. I think that's also the celebration that's going to feature, eventually, like Super Mario 64, the, the remaster for the Switch, I believe. Um, it's got all the classic nostalgic features, whimsically colorful stages, co-op play, local or online, Plus Bowser's Fury, which fans speculate will be a dark world where you must fight the vengeful Bowser after saving the Sprixy Kingdom. So I looked at this; it, it looks it it looks a lot like Super Mario Odyssey, but you can play it with. It looked like up to four people, so that's pretty dope. I like games like that where you can play with your friends, and it doesn't matter if you're online or offline. Next is a game that is a sequel to a game that Mike played, my cousin, and I, and I watched him play a little bit of it. I didn't get to see much, so it's a little tough for me to speak on, but I know from what he said, it's very good. It's called Bravely Default. Well, this one's Bravely Default too. He played the original one. I got it for him for the DS, I believe. Yeah, for the DS. So this was originally slated for release in 2020. The J, uh, the JPR, <laughs> JPRG, the JRPG, is finally coming out next month. Uh, while its title may sound like a sequel, oh, it's actually more of a spiritual cousin to the original Square Enix game. With all new characters in a new world, its hand-drawn art style creates a striking, fantastical landscape for exploration and turn-based battles. Now, if you if you pull up some screenshots of this, you'll understand what I mean. It has a very unique art style, which you don't get to say that much these days. Like You can always find something to compare it to. This is kind of unique. What was it called again? It's called Bravely Default 2. B-R-A-V-E-L-Y Default Got it. 2. You can even look at the first one. Like, it, it almost looks like you're playing through illustrations from, like, a storybook. Like a kid's, like a, like a kid's fantasy book or something. Okay. But it's a unique art style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I see that. I, yeah, I see what you're talking um, about. It looks, yeah, it looks, it's, it's like a mix of, like, anime and, um, and, like, Kingdom Hearts, you know what I mean? Even, yeah. Even like, uh, like, Final Fantasy type um mm -hmm. drawing okay yeah oh, that's yeah, that's wild so man. that's and he and that was one of that was one of the biggest games that came out for the ds i believe the the year that it came out so it's cool to see them come out with another one and square enix isn't sleeping just on that because march 26th you have balan wonderworld another square enix title balan wonderworld is an action platformer game that takes place in 12 tales through multiple stages in balan theater Characters Emma and Leo follow the maestro through the stages, unlock powers over 80 different costumes, collect secret statues to reach new stages, and battle evil bosses. This was, um, if I remember correctly, the only thing I could remember from this trailer was that this chick had freakishly long arms. But um, it's a, it seemed like a, 
Kingdom Hearts-ish type game. Like, any kid cartoony game you see these days, it kind of looked like that. But it looked fun. It looked very pick-up-and-play. So that that's always good. Uh, and also March 26th, which probably will overshadow Balan Wonderworld a little bit, is the next installment in the Monster Hunter world. And that's Monster Hunter Rise. Monster Hunter Rise releases March 26th, 2021. It will feature... All the familiar monsters from the favorites like uh, T-Grex plus the host of new features like skippable cutscenes, if you want to. I mean, we don't do that around here, but I know there's some people that would like to. Uh, brand new monsters. Now, remember those, uh, what were those those dragons, the uh, the Waverns, Wyverns, whatever they were? You could, uh, you yeah, can, yeah. you can ride those now. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it was like Wyverns or Ryverns, some yeah. of that. Yeah, you can ride those. Um, <coughs> you know, there's new areas, but you've, you've played one Monster Hunter game, you've, you know, you understand what you're getting into. It, it the mon- the new monsters that I saw looked sick. The game looked great. You got to see all the I always forget what they're called. That tribe, the little, the cats that do everything for you. Palicos? The uh, actually, I yeah, think he's yes, I think he's yes. correct. Yes, my man. But yeah, the game looks great, <laughs> and that's that's the next installment. Uh, moving on, I don't have a specific date for this. It's just early 2021. It's called She Dreams Elsewhere. This, to me, could be one of those games that sneaks up on people because, you know, when you're coming out with Monster Hunter and anything Super Mario related when it comes to Nintendo and, um, you know, Bravely Default games like that, this might get lost in the shuffle. But uh, if we're talking, uh, if we're taking a vote for a game most likely to get inside your head, the indie game She Dreams Elsewhere might just win. In the 2D top-down RPG, you play as Talia, a woman suspended in a comatose state who must confront her nightmares in a surreal dream world in order to wake up. Now, it, it looks very old school. Like, it almost looks like an NES game. Like, it looks like the first Final Fantasy game, almost. It's It's got that dark 8-bit look with some, like, vibrant purples and blues and stuff like that. But it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting idea for a game. So I think it's one of those ones that could, you know, that maybe you don't expect to take over, but, you know ends up doing pretty well also in early 2021 we have subnautica subnautica is a survival game set in an alien underwater world after crash landing into this world you must monitor your oxygen supply and explore the sea at your own risk fighting to scavenge to uncover mystery and to make it out alive bone uh bonus the sequel subnautica below zero will also be available on the switch in early 2021 um this trailer was cool. I didn't expect to see this dude literally dive into the water and like he shot like an alien manta ray with some fucking alien blaster. I don't know. It was wild. Oh, so we going there As, already. Well, what, what was strange is unless I'm tripping, it looked like in the beginning of the trailer before he even went underwater, you had like you had these things like you had these like stingrays flying in the air. <laughs> like, oh, nice. It was weird. It, like it was it was some wild looking stuff. Now, this one, this is one of those games. This is the last one that I have that I picked before I get to the honorable mentions that is probably going to sound so stupid, but it looks so damn fun. It's called Skatebird. It is essentially Tony Hawk, but your birds. I was about to say, can you please repeat the name? But okay. yes, Skatebird. Skatebird. And a, I and apparently, I remember seeing something about this. And apparently, well, you probably did because it's it's a game that had been slated for a while but they pushed it back to work on it okay that was um it then. yeah the developers delayed release to further fine-tune the game but the wait has only made people more pumped it's a skating game but they're birds and these birds got sick feather flapping tricks 
plus a bunch of bird puns like <laughs> plus bird puns abound like flyers for thrusher magazine pasted around the tiny digital skate skate park oh what more man. could you want but literally if you watch the trailer it like it's not as cartoony as you think it looks like a tony hawk game but instead of a dude you're a bird dad <laughs> like, dad jokes galore yeah <laughs> essentially yeah that's the way i'm looking at it but those are the 10 games that i picked that are probably the you know the bigger ones there are you know some honorable mentions you have you have atelier Ariza 2 pillars of eternity 2 you have chris tales persona 5 strikers uh that actually probably could have been one of the ones that i picked in general um yeah persona 5 i mean that that game has a huge following you know what i mean the persona the whole persona series yeah, yeah. they're they're up there so yeah i probably could have picked that one uh one that excites me uh lego star wars the skywalker saga yeah, that's also just, dropping that's in, the whole, in dude, spring that, of 2021. Like, what, nine nine movies worth of freaking content? Yep. Jesus. Uh, no, uh, no More Heroes 3. Um, What else we got? That's probably about it when it comes to that. Now, since you guys didn't have much tech or anything to discuss, do you want me to just continue with what i have for that absolutely because your systems because the ps5 and the, and the xbox series x are so new like they don't have much in the way of yeah and the thing is we'll, we'll update the listeners when we get when we get some news and and some some insider tech stuff like that for yeah our systems when it does finally release we're definitely going to keep everybody up to date on on what we get so absolutely yeah keep going dude. yeah because yeah, i mean you, you um, know, just real quick yeah because Look, there are a few things that we expect from these systems like for playstation we expect like a new vr to eventually hit of course, and of course. Um, it's cool that you can use your old one with the system as of right now. Yeah. But you know that's probably going to be one of the first things that they yeah. I mean release. I mean, look, I mean Xbox. I mean, we talked before about. I mean, within uh, within part of the Xbox run, I mean, there is a certain amount of code that is available for VR, but we just have nothing on it yet. Um, but I mean, with Xbox, all you really have is like the Elite controllers and just um, the adaptations of those and trying to make them. Uh, you mean just a little bit more? You mean for the next gen type systems? So yeah, there, there really isn't much. So, but we know that you have. You mean you got a bunch of stuff because I mean, there have been a lot of rumors that we've, we've actually talked about for a few months now. You I mean that had to do with? You I mean these with a system that an upgraded version of the system that might actually be coming out for the Switch? Yeah, that's right. So, talking Nintendo releasing a more powerful Nintendo Switch has been. You know, it's it's been ramping up as of late with multiple rumors cropping up. And one of the most well-known data miners uh, in the latest firmware update for the Switch, it includes details surrounding a Switch Pro, allegedly codename Aula. I think that's how you say it. A A U L A. So Aula, yeah. Um, according to the findings, the next Switch will pro will house the same chip that's in the current Switch Lite and now the improved Nintendo Switch model that has improved battery life, which is always good. Um, even though the Switch Pro looks like it'll have the same chip, it will operate at higher clock speeds and also be capable of some improved visuals and performance. Apparently, the firmware also points towards support for the Realtek chip, and if that's true, uh, that's how Nintendo will, will achieve the 4K resolution, uh, but only while it's docked. Um, as of right now, only while it's docked will it have 4K resolution. Display-wise, it's looking like the new model could have an OLED screen, which will make the handheld experience far superior to what it is now. Okay, so an OLED, you mean, doesn't that lend itself to a, like, 4K style, um, like, graphics? So, I mean, if you're, I mean, if you're talking about only seeing 4K docked, but then having an OLED screen, you mean... 
it feels like you're losing uh, something there. Not necessarily, uh, because if you look at the VR, right? The PlayStation VR. Um, each lens is OLED, yeah. Correct. Uh, however, Andy, if you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure that doesn't play in 4K if it's hooked up to the to the, the PlayStation Pro. Right, it only it only projects outward to the TV if it's hooked up to a 4K TV, that sort of thing. Okay. So I mean, yeah. it, it would make sense that that it would be the same with the Nintendo. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you got you got a point. Um, so again, these are all just rumors as of right now. Nothing is concrete, but you know, generally where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's been a lot of smoke on this one. So, you know, it's possible. And does that mean that it'll come out this year? No, but maybe, you know, even if it doesn't, I'm assuming we'll get some, you know, some more information on it. Now, there's not a lot of whole new new tech coming out, but there are some things, if you're playing the Nintendo Switch, that could make your life a lot easier. Some stuff that you can have that is available for purchase right now that you can use. Um, one of them is the uh, uh, BTW3 Bluetooth 5.0 USB-C audio transmitter. Basically, if you want to use your Bluetooth headphones with your Switch, but you're worried about lag, this adapter gets around that with a low latency codec support. So you literally just pop the adapter in the USB-C port, press the button, connect it to your headset, and you have, you know, you can use your Bluetooth headphones with virtually no lag, you know, which is nice if you're someone that's, you know, trying to play your shit and don't want to bother anybody else nice so that's yeah that's dope to have um also there's a, a power a enhanced wireless controller um the switch pro controller is between 60 and 70 bucks this controller is only 50 and while it doesn't have you know it doesn't have rumble ir or amiibo support but it does have the motion controls so it's a slightly dumbed down version but it's upwards of 20 dollars cheaper so if you don't use Amiibos anyway and you don't care about Rumble, then you know you might as well spend twenty less dollars. Yeah, true. And get and get a and also one of the cool thing about uh, cool things about it is that it has uh, it has two extra buttons on the bottom of the controller that can be mapped on the fly, and it runs on AA batteries, so you don't have to worry about running out of power, and they're always rechargeable. And since the battery isn't built in, you don't have to trash the controller once the battery stops holding a charge, unlike some of the other Switch controllers. Because ah, okay. once they stop charging, there's you can't do nothing but trash them. Yeah. Um. Another thing is the uh, is a PowerCore Plus charger. It's a uh, it's a battery and a 60 watt charger, so you can charge your Switch with just about any power bank. Uh, but the PowerCore Plus can deliver 45 watts of charging power. So basically, the the wall charger can refill this massive bank in less than three and a half hours, and then you got a full charge. Um. The HyperCharge, uh, sorry, the HyperX Charge Play, which is something that I actually kind of want to get, it looks super sick, is a charging case that combines a battery and a kickstand into the body of the grip case. Uh, but the clutch grips are removable, and once you remove them from the body, they magnetically snap together. So the Joy-Cons in each, um, so you slot the Joy-Cons into each grip, and then you have a controller that feels basically the same as like the one that comes with it. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's dope. That's it's it's a that dope. sounds impressive actually. It's it's a dope thing. That's just a couple of the things that you can get. There's a whole lot, you know, you can you can find on Amazon. But those are just some things that some basic things that can make your life easier. Headphones, charging stuff. Uh, they also have a portable uh, a portable screen that um that works when the controller is not docked, but you still want to keep it on the fly. So if you know if if you want to play with friends or whatever, and you you know because you you can't play 
co-op on the fly with your switch on that tiny screen yeah like that's just not going to work so they have the really cool like fold up portable screen that you can find on amazon that's like not super huge to lug around and is perfect to just set up on the go if you're going to be out somewhere with your switch and your buddies are, are with you and yeah i heard that too <laughs> Ding. but um so that's everything we wanted you know we we were able to give you sorry for playstation xbox and and Nintendo for what's coming in 2021. And now, I believe we wanted to right get into some of our own personal goals for 2021. Yeah, we can go ahead and talk about that. So, um, I'll start off. Obviously, my first one is to hit affiliate. You know I mean, that's you know I mean, that's a pretty much a well, that's you know I mean, that's a given. You're going to get it. That's that's all of our goal. That's yeah, not but just he, you. Yeah, but he's going to get it by the end of the week. It. Right, and that's what we want, but I, I could... Andy and I collectively both want you to get. Yes, that. absolutely. Um, yeah, these are oh, these are all collective goals. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I, I mean, look, goals. I mean, it's been a very long journey when it comes down to this. Everything with streaming, it was something that I was very, I was very adamant for not doing for a stretch of time. You know, what I mean, I didn't want to. No, no, honestly, I really didn't. I didn't. Yeah, no, like, I remember you. Saying I truly that didn't see the point. Because at first, I was like, people watch other people play video games. Why don't they just pick up the fucking game? But then when I started doing it, and then I actually started watching my friends stream, I fully understood what was happening. And I'm like, oh, let's get it. Okay, I get it. <laughs> yep. And look, man, we've made a lot of great friends through, I mean, through um, everything when it comes down to the podcast and streaming and all that type of stuff. And it's, it's, it's been fantastic. So that's number one. Number two for me is definitely a full um, podcast one. And that is... Um, Trying to do at least one live show a month. That one is like that, that one is much more on my end because I need to figure out the logistics. I mean, because I mean, I'm the producer on all this. I mean, so that's I mean, that's definitely my job here. But it's one of those ones that I feel like early afternoon, drop a pot. I mean, go ahead and tell everybody we're streaming live. It'll be it'll be something that'll be a lot of fun. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like a lot of people will jump in and they'll go ahead and. I mean, really enjoy seeing they seeing the live the live fuck ups of this. You know, you know I mean, twist. Oh, you know I mean, so, yeah. for the stuff for the stuff that I can't yeah. go ahead and delete out. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, and number three would be to get upwards of like seven thousand listens by the end of the year. We're currently sitting at about thirty five hundred right now, which is something that we picked up over like year and a half ish. You know what I'm saying? So being able to hit 7,000, it's it's a fairly lofty goal to go ahead and try to make a little over 18 months worth of work happen within 12. But I, it's but doable. I feel like I feel like it's absolutely doable. And um, when it comes down to like the streaming, like we have something that's going to be coming up for me personally for streaming soon. Uh, we'll once we figure out a little more of it, we'll go ahead and actually break it down for everybody. I'm actually really excited for this. I was actually talking with Anthony about this before we even started recording. Yeah, and uh, I'm super, super excited for you. Uh, you mind if I say something real quick no, about it? So, really quick, it's just gonna be it's gonna be an amazing weight loss journey that we want people to follow us on, and it's gonna be for Wesley. Yes. Um, and and this is uh, out of the three of us, I'm I'm the workout fanatic. I love going to the gym. It's just my thing. It helps relieve stress. It makes me happy. Um. And the conversation basically broke down as you have to find, and this is with anything in life, including working out, you have to find something that is going to make it enjoyable for yourself. 
Um, and at the end of the day, that's what he did. He found something that he is super excited to do, super motivated to do, and that's the most important and, thing when it comes to any. And it's new. It's just exactly. It is well, so new, new for me to go ahead and even even attempt. <clears throat> it's the, the way I look at it is it's right. This is this is just me being, I guess, the military part of me. Me dead. <laughs> it, yeah, it's the it's the no no no. When it comes to something that you want to do for whether yourself or anybody else, there has to be a little bit of a passion involved, right? Like same with our podcast. Yeah, right. We're very passionate about what we do when we talk about video games and we play video games and stuff like that. So I'm I'm really 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 excited to to follow you on this journey. This is going to be exciting, not for just yourself, but for everybody else who's going to actually be a part of the journey as well. So I'm super, super pumped for this. Yeah, so this is going to be something that we're, that oh, we're yeah. going to start pretty much around the beginning of February because I have a procedure that I'm having done towards the end of January. And I need to take some time off before I can actually get into like a workout regimen. So there's no point in me starting it tomorrow and then only doing it for like a week, 10 days. So... But yeah, um, so those are my goals that I have. I mean, I mean, some, I mean, some of it lands a little more on me personally than the podcast itself. But that's only because I try to continuously push myself to be better. You know what I mean? I mean, especially with this type of stuff. Yep. So, uh, which one y'all guys want to do next? Uh, I mean, all right. I uh, I don't I don't have. So I'll be honest with you. I don't I don't really have a lot of goals, uh, set for the podcast because it's already awesome. Uh, the only thing is, is like, you know, you can't be perfect at something. You just, you have to always want to progress and, and, uh, get better and better at what you do. Right. And then you can become the SME. You can, you can become that, that, yeah that, that expert in what you're doing. Shmee. Hello, my name is Shmee. <laughs> Shmee. Um, however, with the podcast, um, I just want to, I want to see it keep tracking in the proper direction. <clears throat> you know what I mean? I want yeah. us to keep being able to do this every weekend. I, I still want to, I want us to be able to continue to release content for our listeners um you know get a whole bunch more followers obviously on our on our social media um just that sort of stuff it's it's small stuff that we're slowly working on together as a team um but yeah i i'd, I'd say for me the big goal would be to get our twitter uh a little bit more a little bit more coverage on twitter and following a little bit more okay. with our instagram as well um aside from that i just the way things are going, I'm I'm fucking I like it. All right, I like it. Plain and simple. Scope. Uh, for me, my first goal would be to deactivate our Facebook. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, because it's just so bad. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, seriously though, no, no, no. Um, one one personal goal I would like to get back into streaming a little bit more myself i wanted to wait until you got affiliate okay. so then anthony and i could you know work on ours but you know this way we have a little bit more freedom of when we stream because we don't want to take away from any of yours that help oh, to, of course you know get get exactly. things going yeah. so and you're basically there so i would like to start streaming a little bit more um a couple goals that i that i have for the podcast it, i don't i don't know that this is going to happen this year but you know if we were we should hit we should hit the thousand within the year on Twitter. I would think so. So, you know, I, I would like to take a shot at getting verified. That'd be cool. But that, that's just a silly little thing. I still have the same goal that I had last year. It'd be nice just just for one month even just to get recognized on one of these, like, top podcast lists. That'd be cool. Just a little recognition for, you know, what we do would be sick. I mean, I'm f I am have a great time without it, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But, but that's something that I have. And But the biggest one, really, 
and it it goes part and parcel with the wanting more followers on Twitter is because we get to meet even more people because we have so many cool like friendships friendships that we have with people that we wouldn't have had if we didn't have yeah. this like we don't we wouldn't know you know guys from the unknown games podcast we wouldn't know the spaghetti guys you know yeah. we wouldn't know we wouldn't you know we you know we knew guys from the twist cast before this but um and there's there, there's i hate like forgetting people out there's some there's someone i know that i'm forgetting a couple people i feel like i'm forgetting but um yeah just to meet even more people would be cool that yeah we've picked up um we picked up a lot of friendships you know what I mean? Through doing the podcast. And like you said, Unknown Games, mainly Adrian, but I mean, Adrian and Alex from them. And then obviously Alex and Jacob from Spaghetti Boys. We already knew Mike, but then, I mean, actually meeting, you know what I mean? Like for me, meeting Sam and, um, you mean, you mean everybody from Twisted Cape. Um, yeah, so, but I mean, like, there's a, like, look, I, I'm, I'm the one that runs the Twitter. So, uh, like, being in contact, con- um, uh, constant contact with, like, Lamer Gamer. And um, you mean like you mean um, W uh, Lamer, like, I mean, Labor what the Gamers Famicons is, is another yours. one that's actually you I mean they've actually come back now you I mean they they went on a little hiatus yeah they took a break yeah they took a break um, but I mean but like I, I mean yeah, like they've been dude, like like um, what the Famicon has actually been really pushing people look towards us you know what I mean lately and yeah. it's something that you I mean that, that, that's really appreciative you know what I mean so you yeah. I mean so, you know, so actually like meeting these people like yes I've created a very strong friendship with the Spaghetti Boys and I. I plan on this year going to Tennessee and actually hanging out with these guys at some point, like hands That'd down. Be so sick! I would love. And it's going to be so there. much fun. Um, I will. I will say this: this being something new for us because it's it's still new. Like when we decided to do a podcast, like I, it's cool to see like something where everybody kind of lifts each other up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it. Like while in some ways it's competitive because you want to get your thing out and other people are getting their thing out but no one's like putting somebody else down to lift themselves up at least the people that we know like yeah, it seems like true. every everybody everybody lifts each other up and is like yeah. you know let's just let's just both shine so <laughs> like, far, yeah and, and, and that, it's, and it's sick. right there with you so it's far sick, and i like it nothing but an amazing community of people yeah and it's like i mean yeah. i mean it's, it's funny because you think gaming podcasts like i mean like what the famicon lamer gamer and us you know what i mean as long as like i mean like lit game arena yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a few of them that actually kind of do like basically the same type of thing, but yeah. we all try to go ahead and promote each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we which is always, absolutely awesome. Like I put I put unknown games podcast in a completely different genre because they main they, they deal exclusively with like Japanese games. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, and Japanese lifestyles. So yeah, I mean they're a little different, but you know I mean even those guys like Adrian has been such a great friend trying to go ahead and like promote my streams, trying to go ahead and like you know I mean promote our pro our, our podcast, trying to get people to go ahead and check it out. So. Yeah, man, it's it's something that's very appreciative. I mean, like, look, I love these guys, man. These podcasts are fantastic. The ones that shout us out, they're fucking awesome. We really do love it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so how about we get into some news? All right, well, let's do it. All right. Let's hit it. So I have two uh, articles, and then Anthony has something as well. Yeah, I got one. Uh, so and I got something after them. <laughs> so the first article I have is um, Xbox put out a survey and asking um, the people that bought the Series X what they think they would, whether they would like having a um, a controller that's a little more like the PS5 DualSense. Spoiler alert. Yes. Yes. 100%. <laughs> Yo, I want... 
I haven't even touched a PS5 controller besides when we did the unboxing. And I, I want that damn controller. I really do. I, I will say this. I... Granted, I haven't actually played a game with it. This this is nothing. This literally just has to do with some of the cool, innovative tech that's in the PlayStation Five controller. Because it's not like the Xbox controller sucks or is uncomfortable. Like it felt very comfortable. No. So I, I don't think it's in any way to shit on the controller that they got. No. So I mean, look, Xbox controller is a. I mean, like IGN said it well when they said it is a positive evolution. You mean when it comes down to controllers for that system? But PS Five completely took the cake when it comes down to. The controllers you I mean they really did so i mean because you have like the haptic feedback um anthony what what, what are the other uh it's it, the adap adaptive, adaptive triggers, triggers yeah yeah so i mean you have all that type of stuff you mean so once again like thanks andy <laughs> i thought he said i thought he said andy and then i forgot like oh this motherfucker's got a name yeah. kind of like mine <laughs> bro do you uh, side note you know how many times we'd be fucking hanging out playing video games and shit and your mom's like and and one of you come here <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, because uh, but no, you're, you're right about the controller though. I mean, and because we were worried at first because we knew that while they were taking, because it's a risk to do something like that. Because we thought like it could end up being pretty gimmicky and not everything that they thought that it would be, but it is like exceeded everyone's expectations. Yeah, because I mean, I've seen videos of people, you know, what I mean, like you mean pulling the trigger on like you know, I mean Borderlands guns. You know, what I mean, so shotgun feels different than a pistol. That feels different than an assault rifle, than a rocket launcher. You know I mean, yada yada. So the thing is, is Andy, you can speak on the on the adaptive triggers and the haptic feedback just a little bit from the Astro Boys playroom. God, that, yeah, that was so sick. Yeah, like it, it blew me out of the water because I, I did not. There's certain things that I expected, but. I guess, and I don't know why I doubted them. They're a multi-billion-dollar company, so I don't know why I doubted their ability to pull it off. But there were certain things that I didn't expect. Like what I didn't expect, actually, the thing that caught me the most off guard was the, like, the vibration. So the feedback itself, like I didn't, I didn't realize that it was going to be so specific to certain parts of the control. Okay. So like when I was playing something and something happened on like my right side, I just felt the rumble on the right side of the controller i didn't feel it on the okay, left okay so that and it was and it varied on in intensity based on what the hell i was going through so that would be something that'd be really cool for a game like immortals so in immortals when you stand actually it doesn't matter where you stand but when you when you do farsight you can go ahead and try to pinpoint where uh like chests are or or um or tartarus pits and stuff like that and when mm -hmm. you get i mean when you go close to it you mean you feel the vibration get you mean a little more I mean, stronger with something like that controller, you could actually, you know, what I mean, you know, feel it like on the right side if you need to go more to the right or the left. Like that seems mm -hmm. like something that would be really, really cool. Yeah, it was it was a whole lot of fun, and um, I'm just super excited. Yeah, something. No, I thought. Where you is he? I'm He's in freaking I secret know, agent mode again. Fuck, it's the fucking. It's the window behind me. No, I figured. Like I thought you both. up and left. <laughs> I do, I'm still here. No, I figured you were going to do both articles and I would just go and do mine real okay. quick. Okay. Or do you, do you want me to do mine real quick? No, right no, I'll do, I'll do the other one. So we do know that, I mean, when IGN did their review of the controllers, uh, they gave the PlayStation controller a 9 and then they gave the Xbox controller an 8. I mean, when it comes down to the scores out of 10. So I will tell you as a Xbox Series X player, I would love to have a fucking haptic feedback controller i feel like that would be something that'd be really really great for the games especially games like gears and you know what i mean and like immortals and obviously you know what i mean like call of duties and shit like that so <clears throat> the next one i have next article is something that actually kind of bothers me but only 
only because I wanted the game this I mean, this badly. So, uh, Outriders. Uh, the Square Enix game is going to be delayed until April 1st. But what you get from it is actually a demo that is going to be coming out at the end of the month. So they dropped a, uh, a tweet out to the world and they went ahead and said, Happy New Year. We believe it's important to we believe it's important that players get the experience a new IP like Outriders before release so that you can decide for yourselves whether the game is something you wish to pre-order, purchase or play. For this reason, we're excited to announce that on February 25th, we will be publishing a free demo, uh, giving everyone the chance to play the first few hours of the game with all four classes. So you, it doesn't matter. You can be a pyro, um, you can be a technomancer, you can go ahead. Like, like it, it, I mean, you can play all the classes, which actually is something that's, I think is pretty cool. Um, it sounds like you're getting a solid demo. Is, is what yeah, dude. Yeah, because <clears throat> now here's the thing: if it if you play the demo, does everything port over to the full game once you get it? That's the key. Uh, I haven't right? seen so, anything about that yet. Yeah, I am curious about that because I mean, look, I mean, look with <laughs> with 76. I played 70. I played the first like three hours of 76 four times. You mean you mean the game that we don't talk about? Yes, but I talked about it right now. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, dude. I did that shit like fucking four times, and it got it got stagnant very quick. You mean having to go ahead and go through all that shit? In the, that, that entire game is stagnant. Look, I, people still play it. I'm look, sorry. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure I was the one that played the most of it out of the three of us. So yeah, that that game just done rubbed me in the wrong fucking way. No thanks. <laughs> Fuck, all right, yeah, so um, in both single player and co-op, you can go ahead and do this with a demo. And here's the great thing about this: the co-op is all consoles. PC, uh, I'm almost, almost guaranteed the game is also Switch, um, Xbox, PlayStation, Stadia. It doesn't matter. So if you guys downloaded the game, and then I downloaded the game on Xbox, you got downloaded on PlayStation, we can all play together the demo. That is cool. Hell that yeah. was one of the biggest um, things with this game that I thought was so incredible was that you I mean they you I mean they they put that out there right off the gate that this game was going to be cross-platform play. And I absolutely love it. And look, I already plan on buying the game anyway. The, I mean, just something about it just really, really, really talked to me. I was, you know, I was very excited for it. I've been watching fucking videos for the last few months. You mean about the classes and about trying to figure out what a good class is for? You mean depending on how your play style is? Because the game, the game doesn't have any way to heal your health unless you kill. So, so how aggressive you are in the game essentially makes it better for you to go ahead and actually keep your health. So it's, it's, it is a very, I'll throw you guys, um, I'll throw you guys one or two videos to go ahead and watch to kind of see how the game plays. Cause it's actually a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. it's a third person style game, but it looks like a lot of fun. All right. So, uh, along with the seamless migration of your character and progress to the full game. There you go, Anthony. So, so everything will port that. That is sick. So, <laughs> sick. So, speaking of which, we have decided to move the release date of Outriders to April 1st, 2021. And they say, no joke. And uh, we will spend this extra time fine-tuning the game and focusing on delivering a fantastic play experience at launch. Thanks for hanging tight a little longer. We appreciate your patience, the Outriders team. End quote. So, I have, once again... We talked about this. I have no issue with this game going ahead and being delayed again because this is probably for me, besides Halo Infinite, the most anticipated game of 2021. So I'm 
I am super stoked for this game. Like I said, it's one of those ones that it's very Destiny types where it is a you know, three player, you know, for the co-op. But that's about where it ends with Destiny because you know, I mean, I mean, there is no like you mean pay to play type shit. You know what I mean? It's it it doesn't have that type of feel to it. It's a completely different type of run. And um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about the game. You know I mean from all the demos and all the shit that I've watched. So we're going to get this game now on April first, twenty twenty one. We are going to get a full play few hour demo on February twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. And you can play as all four characters. It does not matter. You can do single player or co op. And everything will port over to the full game on April first. So and we knew that we know that you have some somber news unfortunately yeah unfortunately uh so uh brad venable he he is a voice actor um he's actually a prolific video game and anime voice actor that appeared in series uh like final fantasy devil may cry call of duty fire emblem pokemon shenmue attack on titan and one piece uh has passed away at the age of 43. um unfortunately right now there is no cause of death um, it was actually uh, verified by his wife. Um, Venable's stint in voice acting industry dates back to 2004 when he lent his acting chops to the World of Warcraft. Since then, he's appeared in many biggest series that both anime and gaming have to offer, uh, with some of his most notable roles being uh, V. Gruffins in Devil May Cry 5 and Diaz as atta in Attack on Titan. Um, most recently, Venable has appeared in new releases like Call of Duty Black Ops, Cold War, Demon Souls, Serious Sam 4, and Desperados 3. Um, so that's that's the news I got. Uh, it, it is unfortunate. It, it sucks when you hear about things like that, especially when you have voice actors that, that are attached to such iconic uh, video games and anime. And so young. It, and extremely 43. It, it like... 43. It sucks. Uh, if, if you're interested in the article itself, it's on comicbook.com. Uh, yo, send me the article and I will I will throw it in the show notes. All right. Okay, sounds good. But, um, yeah, so... <clears throat> I guess I gotta do it the right way. So... I always feel like... Damn, I see I always feel like, is, bro. Well, do you have any news? Yeah, oh. man. I got my PS5, yeah. bro. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did. So I, I, I figured we could oh, throw that no into the what are we playing, you know what I mean, because it is a console. Well, I'm not, not playing it yet. He ain't playing it yet, dog. So, Mr. Scoobs, <laughs> what news do you have? <laughs> I got my PS5, dog. No, I, I, no, I don't have it yet. Um, man, that's our clipping ahead. Amazing, our, um, our amazing buddy, Clyburn. Um, oh, he hooked, he found it for you? me. Yeah, he t he texted me um, was it two days ago. I think two days ago uh, in the afternoon, and was just like, I heard that they have PS5s at Best Buy. Nice. If you can get on it. So I went up, told my wife because she was she was she works from home too, but she was at a point where she was just basically like looking and waiting for emails. So she was like, "Go back to work. I'll take care of this." <laughs> <laughs> so she was upstairs, and it, it was one of those things where they had like. People were on and ready, and they were going so fast that it would it would you know the add to cart would turn yellow. Then it would say out of you know unavailable. Yeah. Then add to cart. A lot of and you a lot of people are dealing with that type of stuff. Yeah, and they said like it's only guaranteed once you get it to your cart and get to check out that you actually have it. And uh, I did, ha and I don't care because no one knows where this is going. I did get the disc version because the other one wasn't available, but I was like, fuck Ooh. it. I don't even care at this point. <laughs> so whatever. Now I just have the option for both, even though I'm probably not going to use the one much anyway, but it gets a PS5 in my house. <laughs> so I uh, I pick it up Friday 
You will not see me. <clears throat> Look, take right now, Sans kid, take as take as much time as you're allowed because all that's going to all that's going to change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause, cause I mean, I I sent you a tweet, you know what I mean, about it because I saw something pop up on one of those um one of those ones we told you about to go ahead and follow. So I went ahead and, and, and you were like, "Yo, I'm good." I'm like, "Motherfucker, yeah!" Oh, dude, I got pumped for you, man. I was fucking excited, shit. Oh, you're oh, oh, you're completely walking away from it. So you're not doing you're not gonna do like I did. You're not gonna use it for like. Okay. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, having to port everything over? Yeah. <laughs> nice, man. I'm dude. I'm, I I am so glad you got your system, man. I'm I I can't wait for you to actually throw down on it. Well, you know that you can, I mean, I mean, dude, look into it, but you could easily have the system and then go ahead and just pay it off in payments. It's, he, you know what, though? He's, he's like me, though. Exactly. He's like me. I'm the same way. I, no, 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 trust me. I get it 100%. I'm looking at it as, you know what I mean? I mean, that way the system is still in your hands, but you're doing the same thing you're talking about doing right now. Well, that's why you ought to pay everything. All right. All right, man. I'm. Oh God, I cannot wait till you get both. I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm super excited for the PS5, but now I'm also excited for you to get the Series X, just because that that system is just it is so good and so much fun. And then when you get it, you also get Game Pass. Yes. There's plenty that you could play with Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you'll just sit with a monolith on the side of the TV. <laughs> yeah, you're. Gonna oh, you're not going to have it sit sideways. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Okay. Oh, word. Okay. Nah, I, yeah. I mean, it, the thing's sitting like, what is it, like 15, 15 inches? Something like that? 15, 16? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost guaranteed it's closer to 16 inches tall, so... Yeah, dude, yo, that thing was huge when we were when we were unboxing that thing. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> Still is. I literally have to like move mine into place, away from things to make sure <laughs> I can play it. it doesn't overheat. And fucking trying to move it, it's like lumbering, and you're like, fuck, why is it so big? Oh, you bet. I. It's a good fucking pick. I hope you That's do. a good pick. Just fucking around. No, we. I know it got bad reviews, but we still gonna try Godfall. Hell yeah. Well, they might not be. I mean, I, I mean. So Jacob talked about it on Spaghetti Boys before about how Godfall is, and he basically agreed with everything that we've heard. So. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> I hate when you do that. Fucking laugh at it. We're getting ready to hear about more Chell and more of what we are playing. I feel like you held that too much for just chill. Well, not just yeah, chill. Was, I mean, I mean that was a solid hold though. Well, yeah, you're the only one that's got anything. Okay, okay then. All right, so why don't you guys go first then? We don't want to talk oh. about it. <laughs> 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 we've been so we've been so we've been so back and forth. We've had some good days. We've had some bad days. We Anthony's had some terrible days. Oh, um, we are day. not talking about that. Day. We now let it go. I got half the um, contract fulfilled. Chill out. I almost played <laughs> yeah. this, this past game. We almost played. Play, yeah, played today. Had a, had had a rough game. We were a game we, sh a game we shouldn't have lost. It's uh, driving us nuts because whenever we play these teams that are ranked somewhere in the top 200, even when they get in the top 100, we always find a way to lose. And it's not just is, we get beat. We find a way to lose because we're winning, and either we turn the puck over or we make a stupid play or take a stupid penalty. Like we but always sometimes do. Sometimes it's it. not just us though. Sometimes like no. today we lost because of fucking computer. You know yeah. what I mean? Pass it down the boards, try and get a shot on from the from the point. No, computer fucking turns it over. They skate down. They fucking shoot it off the same fucking defenseman. Oh, and then what, it, what does it do? It changes direction. It goes the fuck in. It sucks because these teams that we're playing, we are fucking beating them all the way up until the third period. Like, we are we Like, are the end of the third period. Them. Like, all the way up until, like, two, somewhere between two and five minutes left in the third. And then and it just all goes just to hell fucking, in a handbasket. We're embarrassing man. them between shots on net, passing. I see your hands up. I'm not done talking, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dunk on you now, pal. Anyway, it's just like, it's so stupid because at the end of the day, when we try and have our computer do shit like this, nope, it says, fuck you, 
EA is going to just fucking dip their balls in your fucking face and say, hey, pal, no, not not working for you now. No, not doing it. Now, I will. Wes, yeah. you had something. <laughs> now, I will say that, I mean, we are in Division 2. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And we were fucking, what, 2-0-1 away from Division 1. And obviously, we lost. Yeah, so now we're still in Division Two. Had we, yeah, we we had three games left. All we had to do was go two zero and one, and we would have been in D one. Look, we're st- but, now but we, try we stay in D two. You mean you mean you mean which gives yeah, us yeah. another chance to go ahead and move up? So that's not good enough for me. If there I get was, that, Anthony. Like, I, I, I was having this conversation with Matt. If there was, there's multiple things that need to be corrected and fixed with this game. But if I only had my option to pick one, just one thing that I could fix, and that's it, and that's all I get would be that the computer would shoot without you telling them to. Like when you work those pucks to the point for an open shot and all they do is either pass back and forth between the points or they try to walk it up or they don't do anything or as soon as you pass them, they pass it right back to you. Like I wish that they would shoot without you asking them to. And maybe like a, like a, maybe that's like 1A and B in that is if you're going to force me to have to hit a button to call for them to fucking shoot. Who who in the boardroom decided to make it the same button that you poke check with? So as you're calling I'm for calling someone for shot, but I'm gonna trip somebody and take a penalty too. Like yeah. it makes no sense. If you're if you're not gonna like you're setting us up, if you're gonna make them not shoot, you're gonna force me to tell them to, but I have to risk a penalty every time I want them to. It's so stupid. Like how does that like who decides that that's a good idea? How does not one person go, oh, I think we need to fix this? Like, nobody. Wait, I have a question. D- does L1 do anything? I, I that was a at talking lot of, about controllers when the controller's silence. not in my hands. When no, the controller's not in my hands, I'm... I'm I'm like an idiot. I can't figure no, but, shit out. But that's a that's a legit question. Dude. Yes, L L2, two L two skates backwards. L L one is to go down on one knee, isn't it? And block like the passing lanes. Mm, I should know oh, that yeah. actually. Um, okay, but does it? My thing is, I, I get that. That's on defense. Does it do anything on offense? You're telling when you, me when you do, when you don't have the puck, I don't believe so. Okay, so here's my thing: you have all this technology. You can't just fucking designate L one, not you personally. Actually, you know what? You know what? I, I actually think the going down on a knee and um, like blocking the lane. I think that animation. I think you can do that whether your team has the puck or not, as long as you don't have it. So, so make I'm it pretty- that one. Make it that one. Because then I'm not gonna go at least trip somebody. I'll go down on one knee and look like an idiot. Well, no, no, you can still, no, you can still trip someone that way. West, yeah. West has done a million. Yes, times. I have. Because you're, because he's still. I mean, so have I. But because he he puts a knee down, but he also still has his stick down like all the way to the ground. But if someone steps over, you still trip him. Which There's is fucking stupid. <laughs> there has. To yeah. Be fixed. Like, how about click in the left thumbstick or some shit? Something that's literally not used, or click in the right thumb. R three, L three. Did you? Follow your <laughs> that sounded thumb weird. Uh, yes. <laughs> the right yeah. thumbstick. The right thumbstick. Yeah, seriously, R three. Why? Why is that not a thing? Why can't we do that? Who's using that? Nobody. It used to be hip check, but they took that out. I think they yeah. used to be hip check. Yeah, they used to I be think, hip check, but they. Took I think R three is is part of like the fake shot type of shit. That's when okay. You have the puck, uh, not when you yeah, don't have it. Yeah, yeah, not look, when you don't have it. That's look, you're not I mean. wrong. I'm not. I'm not arguing that. Hey, God, what are I you just, playing? Yeah, that's enough of chill because we're gonna get fucking angry and heated and just keep talking about things that they need to change and that's not that's not what this is about. All right, so as normal, I'm uh, streaming my Destiny Two uh, plays for Gambit because it's the only thing I play on Destiny Two and you're having a good time. You mean throwing it down with the boys, uh, Dan, Mike, and Hoff. 
Other than that, I have been getting deeper into Immortals Phoenix Rising. <clears throat> Anthony, I cannot wait till you get this fucking game. Seriously. Uh, I went ahead and actually with... I, I streamed this game over the last few days and actually got Shelby, Jacob's wife, from Spaghetti Boys to actually go and buy it for the Switch now. So I found that pretty funny. Um, I have made it to uh, Hephaestus, which is the god of creation and the god of creating things. Um, I've already beaten... I mean, I've already gotten through Athena and Aphrodite. So um, I haven't gotten through um, Athena's Wraith yet, which is Atlanta or Adelan or Atalanta, something like that. But um, the wraith for Hephaestus is Odysseus. You know, I mean, obviously everybody knows Odysseus as you know, I mean everything with uh, archery. You know, I mean, and he is fucking difficult as shit. So I've just been kind of just running through a bunch of the stuff right now. We're just trying to go ahead and get Hephaestus back to his normal self, and then from there I'll go ahead and I'll hit Ares. But um, <clears throat> look, man, everything's been everything's been fucking awesome with uh with what I've been playing because I've been streaming most of it. And uh, I've been getting a lot of people jumping in. I've been getting a lot of new followers. I appreciate everybody that's jumping on and watching the streams. It's, I mean, thank you. Like, 100% thank you. You guys are fucking awesome. Um, what else? I have been recording a bunch of my Phoenix, my Immortals, to go ahead and kind of do a halfway um, review of the game so far. So hopefully I can get that out some point during the week. Uh, that's kind of my game plan so far for this week is, is to actually give you guys a uh, halfway um, review. And then I'll do another one when I'm fully finished the game. I should be finished the game within the next uh, like two weeks or so. I think, I mean, with as much I've been playing. Because once again, this is one of those games that I don't play other games with other people to play this. Like flat out. Like, dude, this, you mean, this, this, this. That's how, yeah. Like I was with last week. Dude, this game up. is. <laughs> it's like. This nope. game is phenomenal. Like. Um, like Clyburn threw a hot take out before about how this game is actually better than Breath of the Wild. And Interesting. I don't disagree. No, I, I don't, don't disagree at all because like the, I mean, I mean, the problem solving really makes you work hard a lot of times we're trying to figure it out and the problem solving isn't just within the you mean you mean the shrines of this thing which are the Tartarus pits but it's also all throughout the world so um it makes it I mean, it makes it a little more uh i mean a lot of thinking involved in the game which is a lot of fun and the entire thing is open world you can do whatever you want you, you don't you could spend literally like 20 hours not doing a single thing that the game tells you to do you don't need to do shit just fucking run around do whatever you want like i love that i love that you can go ahead i mean you're not forced to do the campaign so anthony when you finally get to this game you will see what i'm talking about and you will absolutely love it yeah i believe it but um yeah so immortals destiny 2 i haven't touched fucking borderlands 3 in probably like almost a month that is surprising. well immortals has taken that place like and, and 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 that's the thing it's like look i am a huge fucking borderlands 3 i'm a huge borderlands guy period but immortals has taken it has easily taken its place as something that is what you would consider like must watch television it is must play gaming for me you know what i mean so give me so that's, me, so that's what i got but um yeah man that's what we got for everything here you know i mean we talked about all of the upcoming games or at least a lot of the upcoming games that are going to be coming for the ps5 the xbox series x 
and the Nintendo Switch, as well as what is rumored to be the Nintendo Switch Pro, is what you call it, Andy? Yes. Yes. I'll speak for him. He's yes. Project Aula. Yeah. So, and then we broke down a little bit of news, and then we obviously gave you guys what are we playing. So, Anthony, how about you tell everyone where they can find us? All righty then. Is that time to connect with CGC like we always do? Uh, you can check us out on our Twitter, which is at Console Crew. Uh, we have our website, which is www.consolegamingcrew.com. It's attached to our email address, which is consolegamingcrew at gmail.com. Uh, we have our YouTube, which is Console Gaming Crew. We have content that continuously goes up, including the podcast. And hopefully, when Wes figures this out, <laughs> we will also have our streaming up there as well, which will be pretty badass. Uh, we have our Instagram, which is Console Gaming Crew. And we have our Not Gonna Talk About Facebook page, <laughs> which is Console Gaming Crew. <laughs> Yo, as I'm not know. even going to lie. I but, am. That was the greatest first... Um, New Year's resolution for a podcast I have ever heard. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> deactivate uh, the And then we have our... <laughs> please deactivate it. Uh, we have our Twitch streams. Uh, you have Wes, which is literally about to happen. Let's all make it happen collectively. Uh, he is dragon underscore CGC. Again, let's get this man where he wants to be. Let's see if we can get that goal he wants. Yeah? Oh, he's, he's getting it. a thing let's either way. All he's got to do is... I'm just saying. The more, the yeah. more we got, yep. the merrier. Anyway, uh, you have Andy, which is Scooby CGC, and you have myself, which is CGC underscore Squishy Soprano. And that's where you can get us. All right, man. Thank you, bro. Um, yes, look, we love y'all. We appreciate everybody that jumps in on the podcast. Um, so we'll keep it simple. Until next time, stay safe, wash your hands, mask up, and as always, game on. Oh, oh shit, I did it early. I just said it, you fuck. Game on. Yeah, bro. Jeez. Game on, y'all.